Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the following. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. Okay, so I'm going to give you seven lessons that I reckon are not talked about in business much. One of the things that I notice about a lot of the business books is they hit you with a lot of rhetoric. They hit you with a lot of stuff that sounds really, really good. They hit you with a lot of stuff that's been plagiarized up in other business book. I like to give you what my business lessons are based on me doing 30 years of business, right? My audio matches my video. I wanna let you know that when you're listening to me talking to you in real estate about these are the seven steps to a listing presentation, be sure that I've done that. When I'm talking to you about negotiation, chances are I've done that that weekend. There is too many textbook trainers that never had the fucking guts or balls to get out there and do that themselves, right? That's number one. The second thing is always make sure Always make sure that you're the subject and the scientist. And what I mean by that is there is not one way, there is your way. And what the best people are doing is actually knowing that with 8 billion people on this planet and with your own unique strengths and weaknesses, what you basically do is you find what works best for you. We're going to be covering a bit of that. But my first strategy I want to talk to you about tonight as we begin this Sunday night, 7 things to create an epic life and business is number one. Number one is this. Number one, if it's not a hit, switch. I'll say it again. If it's not a hit, switch. And what I mean by that is that we're brought up to believe that what you should do is that you should just stay persistent, stay persistent. Thank you. And by the way, everyone that shares, that's the biggest compliment that you can give me, right? That's the biggest compliment that you can give me when you share that video. So um, if it's not a hit switch, what do I mean by that? What I'm saying is that sometimes things that you think are going to be perfect, that they're going to work out, that you actually in your mind think that they're good, they just don't fucking fly. They don't fly. And what actually happens is that some people have got this belief in their head. Now, I've been taught to just be persistent, 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 persistent. And what they do is they persevere. They persevere and they get nowhere with this. But they keep hearing this second voice in their head. Hey, persistent, persistent, persistent. Hey, here's the deal. What you've got to do is understand persistence is about keep improving, not keep doing the same hit and hitting a brick wall. That's the difference, guys and girls. I'll repeat it. Persistence is not doing the same thing over and over again that doesn't work. Persistence is to keep going and trying and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking, but you don't stop because the only time you lose is in fact when you stop. So what I'd like you to understand is that if something's not working, what you do is quickly reassess and change because you've got to make a distinction in your head. Have you hit, have you hit a brick wall or are you at a speed hump? And that's why I believe that what people need to do is to actually modify, tweak, change. Example, example. There's a heap of people that advise new entrants into the business that all you should do is actually cold call people. Now, here's what we clearly know. 
that there has been plenty of people that have spent a lot of time cold calling, using the same script over and over again and not getting anywhere and then continuing this for years and actually not at any stage reassessing, am I talking to the right people? Am I saying the right thing? Am I actually adding any value to the people I'm speaking to? Because I can pretty much tell you, if you're not surprising the caller, if you're not surprising the caller with something useful, you're boring that person. And if you're boring that person, you have wasted their time and you never get a second shot at them again. So for me, lesson number one is if it's not a hit switch, where else do I see it? I see people that persist with a social media strategy of pasting the same thing over again, over again, and getting minimal engagement, but they keep going and going and going. Over and over again, they'll keep posting the same sort of genre thing, and they get very little, but they're told, just keep going. Another example would be the person that, you know, religiously just keeps using the same drop over and over again and doesn't get any success. I have to say to you, what you've got to do is understand, as Stephen Brown says, is you must be a value-added provider. You must show more, you must do more, you must give more. So as we move on to our second strategy, what I'd like to do is to tell you that the second strategy, guys or girls, while I get a refill of water... Sincerity, massive key in my life, says Aaron Robertson, agree 100%. Okay, so guys and girls, let me move on and talk to you about, you know, strategy number two. Don't think long-term vision. Don't think long-term vision. And the reason I say it is this, because your vision in business must be very simple to have a happy client today vision strategy. You have to understand that strategy will change in the long term. So how can a long-term vision be aligned to success? What you should focus on right now is very simple. What you should be focusing on is a happy client strategy. It is in fact going to be the best strategy you have in business because all it takes is one client to create more raving fans for you. So don't ever, ever complicate a long-term vision with a today happy strategy. Let's move on. Number three. Number three is fuck the non-disclosure agreement. Fuck the NDA agreement. I can't tell you the amount of people that come to me, have come to me, and will continue to come to me with these great ideas. And then they'll say to me, I want you to sign this NDA. For any of you that don't know what an NDA is, it's basically that you sign uh, an agreement that you won't disclose the idea that you have been shared with. Well, here's the deal. For me, brilliant ideas are useless. Brilliant ideas are useless. And that's why I don't give a fuck about NDAs because success has got this equation. Listen to me. Brilliant idea times execution equals success. 
Brilliant idea times execution equals success. Now, you've all met the girl or guy at a party, at a cafe, at the gym that says to you they've got this remarkable idea, right? So the world is full of people that I call intellectuals with incredible ideas that just have got no ability to execute. In the total equation, I will say that execution times idea equals success, it's 90%. 90% of it is in the execution. So an example, on, Tuesday, on Monday night, or sorry, Wednesday night, we had for our real estate gym members, we had a session with Lisa Novak and Mark Novak from Novak Properties, and they talked about a method that they use called uh, get, a, get a valuation on your property in three minutes, SMS. Or Mark's actually just online as I'm speaking to him, so this is perfect timing. And what it was was in three minutes, if you text this number, you will have a full comprehensive market appraisal sent to you. Now, let's have a look at this. Great idea. Think about what actually happens at the moment for your average vendor in real estate that must get you know, a comprehensive report on their property, comparable sales and what have you. It means ringing an agent up, it means the agent getting the information, the agent making a time, the agent going over, the agent sitting down, talking to the people. So we're talking about this long drawn out affair. So what they thought of is, hey, we've got a strategy that can use CoreLogic RP Data's report sent out to them in no time. Great idea. Guess what? Everyone loves it. Everyone thinks fantastic. But guess what? Go and execute it. Go and execute it and have it done in three minutes while an SMS comes in. And I'll tell you what happens. If you don't get it done in three minutes and you've had all your point of sale material sent out telling people that you do this, I have to say to you, it is a fucking shit strategy because you have basically lied to the whole marketplace that you can't even keep on one promise that you're advertising what are the chances of you keeping a promise when you sign up a client on an agency agreement? And in fact, in the 80s, the ANZ Bank, off the top of my head, had massive backlash because they said, we will serve you in X minutes um, at the ANZ Bank. And what used to happen is this is when people used to line up in tellers. And what happened is they weren't able to meet that expectation. So people then began to see them as being liars, which is one of the other things that you should always do. And that is to under-promise and over-deliver, which is quite different to what actually happens in business in 2018. So gang, let me say to you, fuck the non-disclosure agreement. It's all about execution. I want to move on to number four. This is my favorite one of the evening. This is my favorite one of the evening, and it is this. Again, I'm going to use the F word. Fuck the big clients. Fuck the big clients. And I'm going to tell you why. If your business, your commissions, your model is highly geared on a small number or even one big client, you have got a very vulnerable business for the following reasons. That big client gets you by the balls. 
The second thing I want to let you know is this. With small clients, you can actually achieve a lot more with lots of small clients. Remember that. Remember that. Because what actually happens is this. When you've got lots of little clients, you're more connected to the market because you're talking to the market all the time. When you're actually only dealing with just a big client, your whole business model is changed to just shoot, to suit one client. So everything you do is built on one client. And what actually happens is eventually the power goes with that client and that client will either negotiate rates or an arrangement which simply is not commercially viable for you or they will leave you. Now, let me give you examples where this happens. This happens where a company, you know, might potentially take, you know, Qantas as a client. Sorry, guys, my light's gone off there, so I hope you can still see me. In fact, what I might do is actually just turn my backlight on. So just bear with me, guys and girls. Um, just bear with me. Uh, actually, Susan, can I ask you, is, is this lighting sufficient if we just continue? And guys and girls, can I, or do I need to turn another, all good? Thank you, Lisa. Okay, so gang, let me, okay, so let me just say to you, um, uh, the other thing I need you to understand is this about, you know, um, big clients. Big clients, big clients. Imagination is a company. That was a video company that I knew was highly dependent on a client, right? And I don't think, you know, Im imagination is around. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, someone might be able to tell me, but I think that's the case. Or a company that might supply Qantas and then Qantas ditches them, right? Or, you know, if you're, if you're a principal watching this, if you're a principal watching this, what about like, what about the situation where you've got this big writer, right? This big writer that's writing all the business, right? And you just become a business dependent on this person, right? Or let's give you another example. Or if you're in property management and you've just got, you know, a few owners with major rent rolls, right? So what I'm saying to you is any day of the week, give me lots of little clients than big clients. And, you know, that's one of the decisions that we made when we set up, you know, the real estate gym. We made the decision that let's have lots and lots of little clients. We'll stay connected to them. We're going to have clients that are writing 200 in GCI. We're going to have clients in our real estate gym. I mean, we've had them all, all, all of them. Jim and Ello, Alex Phillips, being a member of the real estate gym. Um, uh, um, uh, Gab Rubenstein. But then we've also got, you know, the Taney James that still write big money on smaller price brackets. We've had all these people on the real estate gym, right? And what actually happens is that what it says is that if occasionally a client decides to go away for whatever reason, you don't have to sit there and be desperate. You say, hey, um, look, you know, we'd love to keep your business, but for whatever reason, if we can't, that's okay for you to go. So this is so important that I want you to build a lot of small clients than worrying about one big client. Let's move on to strategy number five. Number five, make sure, make sure. By the way, if you're enjoying this video, please press that share button. If you're on Insta, please tag someone. Guys and girls, let me move on to our next strategy and that is Make sure, make sure 
you know what makes you happy. Make sure you know what makes you happy. This is really important because what actually happens is a lot of times, you know, like I'll give you an example. I had someone say to me about, you know, six weeks ago, Tom, you really need to look at, you know, going to the next level um, and, you know, you know, putting on people. Like, why don't you go off and put on, like, you know, the other week I gave away 15 auctions. That's right, 15 auctions were handed out just saying to people, I can't do it. And he goes to me, you need to actually have this team of auctioneers, right? He said, Tom, I see you've got 250 people on your coaching list to be coached one-on-one. Just hire coaches, right? Um, so all these things. But you know what? I want to be happy. I don't want to worry about auctioneers getting there on time. I don't want to have clients whinging, turning around and saying um, that the auctioneer did a shit job. And then I feel bad. I don't want to be sitting and becoming a booking center. I want to do things that make me happy, right? So sometimes, even like even with sales agents, like they're told to actually grow their team to eight people. Like, don't get me wrong, I think everyone needs to have an admin assistant. Like that to me is an absolutely um, no-brainer. But I've got to say to you that don't get carried away with everyone else's advice. Like if at the end of the day, you don't want to have the stress of having big, big, super big business, maybe that's not for you. If you don't want to have the stress of doing something, so work out what makes you happy. And someone else can't do that. And always remember this. Be very careful with the decisions you make. Because, listen to me carefully, if you follow the advice of someone else's decisions and it doesn't work out, they don't live with the consequences. You live with the consequences. Very important. Um... I want to move on to my second last one, and that is this. Act your wage. Act your wage. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't be the sort of person that acts at a higher wage than they make. And the reason why is, it's quite simple. If you can't afford to be actually flying business class, if you can't afford to be actually having holidays that are costing you 30 grand a pop, if you can't afford to be going out at restaurants spending five, 600 times a go, if you can't be going out, afford to be going out and blowing $600 trying to impress people on cocaine, which I know fucking plenty of people do that sort of lifestyle, right? And then they spend the next fucking week totally in fucking depression mode because apart from fucking coming down, they've realized that they're fucking broke and they're Sunday night and they've got to go to a job on Monday to Friday for the rest of the week, which they absolutely hate because they've been spending their money trying to impress people that they don't give a fuck about and they're buying things that they don't really need to impress other people and then what they do is that they're okay for four or five hours in the week and they're depressed for a fucking 70 hours a week. And I've got to tell you that even as I've said it really quickly, that is what's happening right around the fucking world all the time. My advice to you is before you worry about, about having a beautiful life on the outside, make sure you nail it on the inside. So all I'm saying is act your wage, act 
your wage, right? And you don't need it. You know what? At the end of the day, just be comfortable about who you are, you know? And I'll give you a fucking perfect example. Like a guy said to me the other day, he goes, Tom, I noticed that you don't wear a tie to auctions the last few times. You know what? If I feel like putting on a fucking ivory jacket with a fucking nice pair of trousers and rocking up to my auctions to fucking do an auction, that's it. I've got more auctions than I can fucking handle. I'll wear what I fucking like. And I'll tell you why. Because I know that if I'm needed to fucking put the deal together, I know that I'll fucking do it better than anyone else that I know on the fucking planet. Number one, so having a fucking $60 tie doesn't change that. Number two, let me tell you straight, I know 100% that no matter, even, you know what? Fucking, I'll give you another example. Someone said to me the other day, Tom, you know what? We didn't book you at our, at our national conference because you use the F word. Well, guess what? I'm not going to punish, I'm not going to punish 99% of people that want an authentic, raw, trustworthy presentation because 1% of the people are fucking wearing cardigans and a little bit fucking panicky about me using an F word. You know what? It's really simple. It's actually a bit of a time management tool. I don't want their fucking business and they don't want my fucking business. So it fucking works out perfectly. So actually, and that's a really good, interesting thing that we can talk about very, 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 very quickly. And that is this, you know, in your early stages, I'll tell you straight, you will probably have to wear that tie. You will probably have to say things to make people happy. Why? Because you need the business. But I'm telling you straight, I'm telling you straight, you become better when you don't need the business because you then tell people what they need to hear, not what they like to hear. Gang, let me move on to my last one and then we're going to finish off. And that is number seven. Listen to me. And that is always question the data because anyone that's using data on you is potentially using that data to suit their story. Give you an example. Let me just give you some numbers. Everyone, particularly those of you that are in real estate, let's go through the auction results for the weekend. In Sydney, we had a clearance rate of 65% with uncollectibles, uncollectibles of 30%. That is right, 30% of the properties were not collected in data. And guess what, guys and girls? You know what? The 30% that weren't collected, listen to me very carefully, they probably did not sell. And the reason they were uncollected is because the company ringing up the real estate agent, asking them for the information, did not get a call back because that agent did not want that property to actually be appearing in the Sunday media as not sold. So essentially, was it 65% or was it clearer to around 50%? Geez, I hope the Reserve Bank is not making decisions on this number, but more importantly, you know what? There are vendors that keep thinking that the marketplace is close to 75% because of the data. That was Sydney. Let's move on to Brisbane. Brisbane had a clearance rate of 53%. Guess what? Uncollectibles was 55%. More than half the auctions were not collected. And guess what, guys and girls? 
They weren't the ones that were sold. Let's move on. Melbourne, 66% with uncollectibles at 20%. Gang, I'm letting you know there's a golden opportunity for a business out there to start looking at this issue. Because right now, I'm telling you straight, the clearance rate is not the clearance rate that you think that you're seeing because uncollectibles are not included in the equation. But I'm only bringing this up because I always want you to question data. You know when you're sitting there and someone's doing this great PowerPoint presentation and says, and by the way, we have the numbers say that 27% of people will be able to do this and we have a 33% open rate of this. Guess what? Don't believe those figures. What I'm saying is verify it. Guys, some other things before we finish off tonight's Sunday night rant. Always remember that no plan survives first contact with customers. Listen to me. No plan survives first contact with customers. What I'm saying there is any plan that you have, any plan that you have is going to change when it has contact with a customer because it never goes the way you thought it would go. Remember that. Move on. Another thing I'd like to touch on is this. I want you to learn to mostly say no because when you mostly say no, you'll have the opportunity to say yes to more important things. I want to move on. A couple of other things is this. Confidently, confidently start sacking clients. If you've got, if you've got a vendor, ready, if you're a real estate agent here, if you've got a vendor that's overpriced, unrealistic, not motivated, they're not giving you any marketing dollars, and they're also miserable people, pick up the phone tomorrow and tell them to come and pick up their keys. They're not going to make a difference to your life. I'm telling you straight. Do you know the clients I'm talking about? The one when the phone rings and you look at their number and you think, fuck, shit. What I'm saying is that you don't have to tolerate it. As Lisa says, they are drainers. Go out there and find people that are motivated, realistic, are going to pay you a fair fee and that are nice people. Guys and girls, I'm letting you know that this week I am going to Adelaide, for momentum, if there is any person that wants to come to a session I'm doing, it is free of charge, put on by realestate.com and Adelaide Advertiser. Go to the realestate.com agent market center, book yourself in. That is this week on um, Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday, momentum in Adelaide. I also want to let you know I'm speaking to business bankers on Thursday at in Sydney at the Regent Hotel. I'm not sure. Go to Better Business for that. I'm speaking there. Guys and girls, tomorrow night, Susan and I are going to show you how to get the most out of the real estate gym. We're going to do a live presentation on the seven best features that are most unused in the gym, how to have it seamlessly open how to have it on your home screen, how to get content very quickly out of it. We're going to run through. So tune in tomorrow night for our real estate gym members. Some other things, guess what? I got Tom Ferry 
Tom Ferry is booked. We are doing a live webinar with Tom Ferry, the world's best real estate coach. I'm letting you know that that is happening late in April. Monday week, I've got the famous Chris Helder, real estate gym members. We are in for a treat. The author of the book, Useful Beliefs, and a number of things, we are doing that. I am letting you know, all I care about is one thing, and Susan knows it. I just want my real estate gym members to be happy customers. And on that point, guys and girls, I want to let you know, never forget, you know what business is all about? When you drop off your fake mask and your client drops, drops off their fake mask, that's when you have authenticity. That's when you have a deal done. God bless. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next?